Savage Drive. I'm Dave Savage, the production and programming manager here at AM 1160 The Quest. And uh, if you were listening last hour, you heard Deacon Jerry and uh, his wife Sally Kazen. Uh, they were here with Brenda. And now we have new people in. Brenda went home, and we've got Ray and Erica Boland. So uh, good good afternoon. How you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. But we'd like to start off each hour. We're going to get to you in just a little bit here, but we'd like to start off each hour in prayer. And uh, we have in studio, because most of them have been on the phone, but I guess school's out, so you're not playing hooky or anything, right? <laughs> so, uh, but Wyatt, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Good, good. Yeah. What grade are you in? Uh, ninth grade. And uh, what, what school? St. John Bosco Academy. Oh, okay, cool. And what, what is your favorite subject? Uh, probably history. We have a history teacher, Mr. Spann. He's like the coolest guy in the world. So. It always makes it better when there's a good teacher. I like that. Hope like he's that. listening. Yes. And donating. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had to get it in there. I'm sorry. It's just instinct. But anyway, so Wyatt, you're going to lead us in prayer for this hour? Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you're ready, go ahead. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, bless this studio. Thank you for the Quest radio station leading this pledge providing Catholic news and broadcasting to Catholics all across Atlanta. Uh, bless the, their listeners and help them grow in faith with you, Lord. Bless those listeners who have donated and anyone who may donate in the future. Help the unborn and those mothers out there who are struggling or confused with their pregnancy and help the souls in purgatory. With the power of prayer, we ask for an end to abortion and we pray for anyone struggling with their faith that they find you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Same, oh. I was going to say Michael. Yeah, yeah. Go. Go. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits that prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 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 That was beautiful. Really, really nice. Nicely (laughs) said. Thank thank you, Wyatt. Thank you so much. Uh Uh-huh. And thank your parents. Did your parents bring you here? Yes. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for bringing him. Uh, that was that was beautiful. So let's uh, now readjust our studio. <laughs> so so we're back with uh, uh, Deacon Jerry and uh, and Sally Kazen. And uh, you want to? Uh, oh, you know what? I want to I want to mention real quick here uh, that uh, we have a VIP pil- pilgrimage <laughs> for two to EWTN and the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament. Now, somebody's going to get that wow. at the end of this pledge drive uh, tomorrow evening, uh, or there also could win a, uh, a framed picture of the Divine Mercy or a beautiful piece of religious artwork donated by the one and only artist Sally Kazen. Ta-da! <laughs> there she is. And all you got to do is is just donate or give, give a call, okay, in, into the call center. Or you could do it online as well at 470-508-1160 or log on to thequestatlanta.com. Deacon Jerry. Very good. So Jerry Kazen with my wife, Sally. We hail from St. Benedict in Duluth, Georgia. We're very blessed to have Erica and Ray Boland uh, here with us to describe their extraordinary uh, uh, story of, of the power of prayer. And as we get into this first half an hour, you'll... You're likely to be stunned, but you got to carry through over to the the second. So, uh, so let's just um, so so Erica and Ray, welcome. And um, so you started your journey. Um, well, tell us just kind of your journey to the church. You've been married 26 years. You have three children. 
right? And you're at uh, St. Brendan's, correct? Yep, yep. we hail from St. Brendan yep. and coming. Um, we've been married 26 years Come this coming May. Um, let's see. We um, have two children, and they're both very strong Catholics. And let, let me try to think. Um, so, we, so, so I, I was just going to say, you know, um, you, you've described uh, to Sally and I some of the um, really huge um, monumental prayer answered in your marriage. And I think um, the, the first uh, of, of your son, you, yeah. you know, when he... Yeah. He was very young, and and so let's talk a little bit about that and how that trial, there was fruit from that. And often, I guess, sometimes in a trial, we, we just don't see the fruit. But so you could just share with us a little bit about that trial. So my son Raymond um, started having seizures when he was very young. Um, about three, uh, three, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half years old. And uh, they were unusual seizures. He would basically lock up, like... He would just eyes open, and you'd stand in front of him. Hey, Ray, are you with us? Are you with us? Are you with us? And he would seize up, like just locked up. And um, he had a couple times, and you know, okay. And then he had an, an, another time, and then finally the doctor said, "Well, he, he needs." I did not want medication because the whole drug thing always bothered the crap out of me mm -hmm. so i did not want medication so i said i don't want him on medication no medication and finally he had a really bad one at one point and finally the doctor said you know he was he was throwing up yeah you don't want the middle of the night yeah you don't want to lose your son he needs to go on medication. I said, all right. And so we had no choice. We put yeah. him on medication. Put him on medication. And then during that time, um, Ray and I were having a really hard time um, coping with it. You know, watching him seize up in the middle of the night, um, that's when he would most likely have the seizures were when he was sleeping. And then uh, Ray, my husband, stopped going to work. He was sleeping with my son in his bunk bed because mm. he wanted to watch to make sure that he wouldn't seize. The love of a father. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was scared in the middle of the night something would happen and I couldn't help. You know? yes. So I was awake like all, all the time. And I he, was killing myself. Yeah, he wasn't eating, he's sleeping, going to work. So I had set up an appointment with a counselor. We went and saw the counselor. And I remember at this time... Um, I was Catholic, and Ray was baptized Catholic, but never confirmed. And church was really something we kind of hit or miss. We'd go, we would not go. Um, it wasn't really a priority in our in our life. Um, Ray wasn't um, raised with an organized, you know, religion. His his dad, his stepdad was Jewish, and his mother was Lutheran. And so when they had gotten married. They didn't have any kind of religion at home. So when we got married, it wasn't a priority for Ray, but I was a cradle Catholic, and I always felt so much peace, and I really wanted to go to church. So that was actually a struggle in our marriage. But when Raymond started having the seizures, and we went and saw the counselor, during one of the counseling sessions, she asked me how I was able to handle uh, Raymond's seizures, and I had said that we've seen all the best doctors in Atlanta, and we have to leave it up to God at this point because there's nothing more we can do. And it was after that um, counseling session that my husband came home. And I remember him coming up the steps from his office with um, 
Ray had been married to a woman when he was 21 years old in the military who never wanted to have children. And he had that paper in his hand. He said, I'm going to Father Greg. I'm getting an annulment, and I'm signing up for RCIA. And looking back now, uh, over the years of like what happened with Raymond and his seizures, it was awful. It was terrible. And there were a lot of um, sleepless nights and prayers. And me, I would beg people to pray for Raymond to, to be healed. And I look back now, not only is my son now, who's 25 years old, um, healed, my husband became Catholic. And I believe the only way that Ray would become Catholic was for him to go through this suffering. Yeah, Erica, tell the part where um, Ray was going through RCIA at East Vigil. Okay, he was yeah. becoming Catholic yeah. after all of that RCIA school. And then... Okay, so Ray and I were not originally married in the church. Um, so when he was going through RCIA, we were able to get married, which was great because, you know, we could receive the Eucharist again, and I was excited about that. And I did put a lot of pressure on Ray through the years of wanting him to become Catholic. So when he was in RCIA, it was the Saturday night vigil, which is the big long mass before you become Catholic. And he went early because I guess, you know, when you're in RCIA, you have to get ready and dressed and all that. And I said I'd meet him before the mass. <clears throat> well, it was like five minutes before mass. He got a hold of me and called the house. And he said, um, where are you? Um, we're going to start the mass. I'm going to become Catholic. You know, and you've Don't been forget. Did you forget? <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail. He's like, where are you? Where are you? And I said, Ray, I don't know what's going on, but something inside me is telling me to stay home. I can't come. And he was like, I can't believe it. For seven years, you have been hounding me to become Catholic. And the night that I'm becoming Catholic, you're not going to be here. So, And your parents were in town? My parents were in town to take care of my son, but I just couldn't go. My neighbors, they're Catholic. They went. They were like looking at Ray like, where's your wife? Uh, other, uh, a couple of our other friends were there, too, like wondering, where is Erica? So Ray uh, came home that night. It was probably late. I want to say it was probably like 11 or yeah. 12 o'clock. Uh, I stayed up for him, and I didn't tell him anything. And when he came home, I said, Ray... Um, I know now why the Holy Spirit had me stay home. Raymond had one of the biggest seizures he's ever had where my mom and dad couldn't have handled it. He was frothing at the mouth, shaking. I even called the ambulance. They had to put oxygen on, on him. And so my husband was like, wow, I can't believe you didn't call the church to tell me. I said, no, I wasn't going to do that. And so then we started talking about when, when, what time did this happen? What time did Raymond have the seizure? And we we realized it was between like nine nine fifteen. And Ray said, "Oh my gosh, Erica, that is when they were reading. I think it's Genesis twenty two, where Isaiah is about to sacrifice his son Abraham. Abraham. Wow. And then that's when Ray had the epiphany that." You know what, Erica? Raymond isn't mine. He's God's. Mm -hmm. Wow. Awesome stuff. You're listening to uh, Erica and Ray Boland and the Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, and our Spring Pledge Drive. Please call us at 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or you can um, to make a one-time or, or monthly donation, or you can go on the questatlanta.com or, or go on the Quest Atlanta mobile app. 
Um, hey, Deacon Jerry, let me just jump in here yeah. real quick, and I just want to say that we have a matching gift again this hour. So if 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 anybody wants to donate, if you're thinking about it right now, obviously that means your twenty dollar donation is a forty dollar donation. Hundred dollars is two hundred dollars. We've got it up to four thousand dollars will be matched this hour but you got to do it before five o'clock rolls around and we also have these restaurant gift certificates we got some more uh, chick-fil-a's uh, jay christopher's brookwood grill hawks grill bad daddies um so anybody who calls in and makes a donation is going to get a restaurant gift certificate just ask for it that's all you got to do you can either call in or go to the questatlanta.com deacon so, so Erica, in listening to your story, I mean, so so beautiful the way, and I know there's just so much more there. I mean, you've also shared with us how you would just sit in an empty church, and mm-hmm. that is where you encountered God, drew mm-hmm. strength mm-hmm. from from Him. But there was also a story you told um, that I think listeners would love to understand. And this, with, with your son's epilepsy, and there was a cross in the water. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. So our house sits uh, on a pond, and in the backyard, um, when you overlook into the pond, um, depending on how the water flows, um, you can see, like, dirt. And it was actually before, right before his seizures, I would look into the pond, and I could see a cross. And I would even bring some of my friends over, especially those that are Catholic. I'd go, hey, do you see that? What do you see? And they'd say... (laughs) I see a cross and I'm like, but can you see what's on the cross? And they're like, yeah, I see the, I see Christ's face. You could see his face. So I was like, wow, that's a beautiful sign. That means something good is coming or, and then I look back and I realized, oh my gosh, maybe he was preparing us for this difficult journey with my son. Cause after it, it just went away. The cross was, was gone. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, you know, as we kind of opened the story with the trial, you know, when you're in the trial, I mean, did you have any idea no. the fruit of the trial? Not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. And that's why right now um, we're in a big trial right now. I'd like to say I'm still in the storm of it. And I know that because I went through so many other things in my life, I know that God is going to bring something beautiful out of our current situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Erica, how is your son now? Oh my gosh, he's amazing. You know, um Raymond is in film and he's probably going to head back out to LA. Got a master's at UCLA yeah. in film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He worked on Stranger Things for a while, oh, very good. about a year, and then um he's doing some individual videos for businesses of people that we know i really want him to do something with the catholic church and we we're hoping <laughs> well let's pray for him yeah. yes. especially going he's out to listening. california I mean. <laughs> so um no he's he's healed and great and it's <clears throat> it's you know i'm just blessed that everything worked out i really am so he doesn't have any more seizures? no mm-mm. no he's awesome smart thank you lord yeah Wow. Answered prayer. Well, Thank you, Lord. Can I just jump in here real quick? And yeah. So you're saying he doesn't have any more seizures. Um, what, why? We do, we, because... Uh, we were hoping. Okay, so when he was diagnosed at, the very, at a very young age, at three and a half, um, the neurologist said that they couldn't find anything. And so one doctor said, Erica, that's the best thing because he could grow out of it. Uh-huh. Or as time passes, something could show. 
So that was the scary part of of raising him. Not knowing. Not knowing. And that's where I left it up to God. Lots of prayers, begging people to pray for him. And I know you. You don't just beg people you know to pray. You stop people at the grocery (laughs) store. You're you're in line at Chick-fil-A, maybe. You turn around and you ask for prayer. I do. If there's anything, I'm not afraid. I'm I'm not afraid to ask for help. That's for sure. So, so part of your story you mentioned about um, Ray is you were going through RCIA and the need for what the church calls convalidation. So, in other words, you were married civilly mm-hmm. outside the church, mm-hmm. and um, for to come into the church, you needed to be um, to have a, a valid marriage. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and what the church calls convalidation. And I'm often amazed at the confusion over this and yeah. people. Um, you think that they can't, uh, and, and, and all that is is to uh, state your vows yeah. in front of the church's minister and in a church yeah. uh, to have your marriage uh, be made valid Bless. and receive yep. those graces. And, <clears throat> yeah. So I, th- I just affirm you for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we did, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, fruit, there's fruit from um, the sacraments, a perfect example. So you're listening to uh, Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160. It's the Quest Spring Pledge Drive. To make a a pledge donation, call now at 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or go online, thequestatlanta.com. The Quest Atlanta, all one word, thequestatlanta.com. Or the Quest Atlanta mobile app, and just click the Donate button. are we getting ready for a break? Uh, we can, yeah. If you if you want to do that, and, and you know maybe talk more than after the break. Yeah, I think there's a there's a little bit more that I think uh, Erica and Ray need to tell us about the power of prayer. So when we come back after this brief uh, brief break, uh, Erica and Ray will continue this extraordinary story about the power of prayer, and it's one that you won't want to miss. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Listening to AM 1160 The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is the power of prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through the power of prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener-supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the power of prayer. There have been scared or hurting moms and dads who had an appointment for an abortion, but changed their minds at the last minute. Their minds were changed because of 40 Days for Life, a peaceful legal prayer vigil that reminds couples of the hope they can find in God's love. You can sign up for one or more hours at the next vigil, March 2nd through April 10th at 40daysforlife.com slash Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com. Hi, I'm Kevin from St. Luke's in Dahlonega, Georgia. I'm also a part of Life Teen Hidden Lake in Dahlonega. You've discovered Atlanta's newest listener-supported Catholic radio station, AM 1160 The Quest. 
WCFO East Point Atlanta. We need your help to launch this exciting new venture. Join the journey at www.thequestatlanta.com. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. At the tender young age of 20, St. Anthony of Egypt was so moved by the gospel message, Go, sell what you have, and give it to the poor, that he actually did just that, donating what was a very sizable inheritance to the impoverished and indigent. Anthony's life was spent largely in isolated seclusion, giving the church and the world the witness of solitary simplicity, living a life of personal mortification. Despite his desire for a quiet life of prayer, Anthony drew many people to himself for spiritual healing and guidance. He responded to many of these requests and eventually founded a monastery in which he could carry out his ministry. He would then go on to lead the fight against the Arian heresy, a battle from which the church would take centuries to recover. He died in solitude at the age of 105. His feast day is January 17th, and he is the patron saint of butchers, grave diggers, and skin diseases. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Eric Hill, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessing of Father Hill, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Father Hill in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Eric Hill. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priests. Amen. Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to the power of prayer on AM 1160, The Quest. Your Atlanta Catholic Radio. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of prayer. Absolutely, and we are back with uh, Deacon Jerry and Sally Kaysen, as well as their guests, uh, Ray and Erica Bolin. And, uh, I, I, you know, while we're at it, I just wanted to uh, mention, um, we're getting some, some great donations from some people. Uh, we got one from Heidi, and this was actually for Brenda, who was our guest last hour, uh, from her Regnum Christi Sister in Christ. So uh, thank you for that. We, whoops, I don't have any microphones on, but mine. There we go. <laughs> and then also uh, uh, George uh, donated, uh, Emily uh, from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Emily. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. Awesome. Emmeline. Emily. Emmeline. Emmeline. Yeah, and, and also uh, Deborah from Alpharetta. So we, oh, we really do appreciate that because basically, it, it, I'll just say, that's the only way this radio station exists, is people donating money. That is 100% the the way we get to to stay on the air and provide programming here so anyway deacon 
So we're uh, we're broadcasting live here. Uh, Sally and and uh, my wife and I. Um, I'm Jerry, and we're with um, uh, Ray and Erica Boland. And uh, uh, just to reset, that um, Erica and Ray hail from uh, St. Brendan's, and uh, they've been married 26 years. Have two uh, two children. Um, we were speaking last uh, half hour about um, the essentially a miracle of your son and um, the uh, healing of his epilepsy. And um, you also have, um, in, in your past, you used to own the, the Great Harvest Bread Company, uh, former owners of that. Gosh, there's a lot of evangelization that happened there, <laughs> right? But so, so in, in this, um, so what a beautiful story of the healing of your son. Um, but the story doesn't stop there. Um, you mentioned, we mentioned about how um, uh, sometimes in the trial we're not aware and can't see how God might be doing something, but there was great fruit from that trial. But you're going through a trial now. Mm -hmm. And tell mm -hmm. us about that. Well, I'd like to uh, introduce everyone to my wonderful soulmate, Ray, who is a miracle. Who is a miracle. My husband right now is a true miracle. Um, if people out there that don't know what my husband went through he had a uh, massive heart attack November 1st of 2020 and he was in a coma at uh, University Hospital in Emory and the doctors told me several times that um, his brain was basically gone and that his body was was still alive however that um, he wasn't responding to some of their treatments and see basically he had a heart attack and during the heart attack, he lost oxygen to the brain, which is called a anoxic brain injury. Basically, the entire brain does not receive oxygen. And after three minutes, um, there's a lot of brain damage. And they didn't even know how many minutes Ray was without oxygen. But being at Emory in the ICU, several, even the neurologists came in wanting me to sign forms for uh, donor lists um, and basically asked me if you know we have a will and oh it was awful and I kept saying no he's he, he can't die he can't die I, I won't let him die please don't let him die and I wouldn't let go and my daughter and my son and our church and anyone several churches that I would reach out to I prayed and ask them all to put Ray on prayer lists and to pray over him. And I'll even tell you, my daughter even laughs. She said, you you made the cleaning lady of the intensive ICU pray over him. And I said, oh yeah, her name is Jeanette and her mother is a minister and she was on the phone um, and she her mother was praying over Ray. And it was funny because we ended up meeting Jeanette again seven months later when we were having open heart surgery for Ray and she remembered Ray and then she brought like the entire cleaning staff of the <laughs> hospital to see Ray. And that's so she knew the miracle. She knew right? the miracle. When when Ray went in for his open heart surgery seven months later, um, it was amazing how many people were coming in. To, Ray was like a celebrity at, at Emory. People were like, the guy that was on the third floor that was in a coma is here, and he's walking and talking. And so that was pretty amazing. But back to Ray, when he was in the ICU, there was no hope. And it was amazing. Like my daughter even uh, had a friend come into the ICU. No, my daughter came in the ICU and had a friend pray the Immaculata over him mm. 10 times, mm. 10 times, and his eyes opened. Mm. 
Oh, my. Mm, wow. So there was an amazing power of prayer that brought Ray around. I remember even Father Matthew at my church. I ran into him several months later, and he asked me how things were going. And I told him it's still hard. I mean, it's really hard because, you know, when Ray came out of the hospital and home, um, his brain was shut down, completely gone. And so Ray's brain was rebooting. You, you said he could not speak. He could not speak. He couldn't see. He couldn't see. He couldn't eat. He couldn't swallow. He couldn't go to the bathroom. I mean, his brain was gone. Yeah. And so it was over time that he slowly started to heal. But I do honestly, in my whole heart, believe that it was all the prayers that were out there. My daughter, and I believe my sister actually told my daughter to put a, um, a, a Facebook together, and they named it Prayers for Ray. And we have 1,400 people out there, and I believe each and every one of those people prayed for Ray. I mean, I even know of people that were atheists. I, I had a friend who was atheist one time. He asked me, um, Reg, if you're listening, this is for you. Hmm. He asked me, what can I do for you, Erica? I said, you know what you can do with me, Reg? You can come with me to church and just sit in a church with me while I pray. Hmm. And he did. Hmm. Oh, wow. So like everyone is willing to help in any way. And the most I wanted anyone to help was to pray for Ray. Hmm. Yeah. And you, you mentioned how... Uh, at least to us. Um, well, first of all, you're a fighter. You're both you're both fighters, right? Yeah. And it with infused with grace. But the you know getting into the right medical care, the yeah. right facility, dealing with insurance companies. Oh, that was a battle. And, and, and the miracles there. Oh mm -hmm. gosh. Um, you mentioned about even after all of that and getting the, the the best of care and how all that took place was not easy. But then coming home. And you mentioned about, and I may get, I've got the mm -hmm. the order time wise uh, out of out of whack here, but you know this whole uncertainty that you had mm -hmm. was like an agony oh, for you, and how mm -hmm. you connected with uh, Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Ooh, um, well, I do pray the Rosary. I believe there's a lot of power in in praying. Um, when I do pray the Rosary, at this point in my uh, journey with Ray, I the sorrowful mysteries are really ones that really stick with me um, because when I meditate when I meditate on what what Christ went through I either see <clears throat> Ray there or I see myself I'm sorry. and I realize that life is life is um, hard but jesus he went through it for us he's with us and when i when i when i know he's there with me i get that strength from him and the peace and i also know that when people are praying for us too i feel i feel this amazing amount of peace come over me that i can't explain it i just know it's there so so um ray 
Yes. And, and miracle man that you are. <laughs> I mean, you hear him speaking, everyone. I mean, he's speaking, he's smiling, he has beautiful eyes, he's just so alive. I mean, he, he ran three and a half miles under a 10 minute pace yesterday. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I clock him and go, go faster. Go <laughs> so, I mean, from your perspective, I mean, you you were probably trapped inside your body. You oh, gosh. I can't tell you how hard that was. It was. You are trapped inside your own body. And you have this body that before, you know, I have a master's degree in finance, you know, pretty smart guy. And I ran, what, three, four marathons before. So physically and mentally, pretty good. And then suddenly, I can't wipe my own bottom. Go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, you know, and it took... Weeks and months, and still even to this point, to get back to where I am. And my son Ray and I, um, he likes the numbers, and he's where he gave me a number like two months ago. I was like, I'm, Dad, you're 80% there. <laughs> and the other day, I said, Where am I? Am I at 90? He goes, Oh, not, maybe not 90 yet. I said, Really? <laughs> and the other day, I said, 90? He goes, yeah, you're at 90 now. <laughs> as, as though he has some so, meter of some yes. sort, right? So yes. right now, so it's you know, I'm at 90, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to get that less, last 10%. Yeah. But what they tell me is that last 10% is going to be the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Because I basically, I look normal and I basically feel normal. But sometimes the things I say or I can't do surprise me mm. and, and you're on you're on live radio right now right <laughs> and okay no so, so no one would know at all the, the so, thing, do you mind if i just say because yeah, please. i remember um a year ago how how incredibly far you had come and i haven't seen you for a year and now i have to say i wouldn't know that you had even gone through what you went through and i want to go right back to the beginning and to the glory of god because i'm sharing this uh from my perspective however to god be the glory i remember um Erica, when uh, Ray first, he was absolutely unconscious and they had him in the hospital and had no hope for him. And they were going to give him a tracheotomy and you put out a prayer request. Everybody, Ray needs to breathe. He needs to, mm-hmm. he needs to breathe. I was um, driving down the road and it was when COVID had first began and no one could go and be there. And I heard in my spirit, in the Holy Spirit saying, you must speak into his ear. And I'm thinking, how can I speak into his ear? He's in hospital and no one can go there. You must speak into his ear. So I pulled my car over in the parking lot outside Hobby Lobby, and I contacted you, Erica, and said, may I speak into Ray's ear? (laughs) And you said, yes. So I guess you put the phone up to his ear. Mm -hmm. And I said, Ray, you are a child of God. And God is healing you, and he wants you to breathe his breath. And I remember blowing into the phone, and then hearing Ray responding. He was making noises, but he was responding. And then 
Erica, that was the only part I was obedient to what God asked me to do, and then what happened? Within a day, he um, they didn't have to trach him. They pulled out his breathing tube. And that's like kind of where the miracle started. It was like, you know, he started to see. He started to breathe on his own. He started to move his body. They saw activity on the brain waves for um, his, you know, e- is it EEGs? Um, so it was slow. It was like a slow awakening for him. It, and it was still hard because I guess everyone was really hoping that, you know, okay, he's just going to wake up. I mean, he's going to get up and walk. Or, and I think the doctors, even uh, Dr. Lelenko, just recently, his cardiologist said to me, you know, we were, we were just expecting for him to wake up. And then when he didn't wake up, we all thought he was going to die. In that meeting, you, Eric, was asking Dr. questions. Mm-hmm. You know, doctor, what about this? Or what about that? And finally she said, Erica, honestly, I hate to tell you, we never thought he, he would even wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's your doctor. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the dude that you're, <laughs> and he didn't believe I was ever going to wake up. And he's the man. <laughs> he's the man. <laughs> but, but I will say this, um, our surgeon, um, Dr. Atia, who I just, I'm so grateful for, he was the one who said um, to me when Ray was still at Emory coming out of the coma, just slowly, that slow awakening. And I remember I caught him before, he were in the vending machine area getting food. And he looked at me straight in the eyes and he said, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to come out of this. And I was like, wow. But out of all is, the doctors, yeah. all the doctors didn't. And he was the cardiologist. He's the cardiac surgeon. And then what happened was they didn't want to do open heart surgery on Ray until his brain came back. Because the way they explained it was... His brain had to have some healing before they did anything on the heart because all the energy would go to the heart, not to the brain. Mm-hmm. So Ray didn't get open heart surgery until April. But when um, when doc- we brought Doctor when we brought Ray in, my daughter and I brought do- uh, Ray in to see Doctor T. I think it was in February. He was amazed at how far he came, and that's yeah. when he said, "Okay, let's get him ready for surgery. Let's get him ready for surgery. We're going to do the surgery in April." So, so, so these, but I these- had to agree to it. You yeah, know, yeah, we, you did agree we, to we it. We talked about it, and mm-hmm. they said, do you want to do this? And I said, well, I can do most things, right? I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm almost kind of back. And he was good. He said, you know what? It's your decision. But I said, is, is it going to hurt? He goes, oh, yeah, it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. I said, how much? He goes, well, it's going to hurt. And I said, you know what? I want my real life back. I don't want to be part of a man I wanted my whole life back. And I think God will give that to me. And and if we have the surgery and it doesn't go well, then God is going to give me that. And it's God's will, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm not worried. That's, I'm just going to do this. I'm that's not worried. something St. Ignatius would say, active indifference. You just take what you're given, yeah. trusting that our heavenly yeah. provident Father gives you what he wants you to have. Yeah. As, as much as that sounds strange, of all of good health or bad health or poverty mm-hmm. or whatever that might be, um, but that is called active indifference. And, and so, and, and, the, and the theme that I keep hearing <clears throat> in both of your words is this perseverance. It was like there are stepping stones, one yes. at a time. Yeah. An affirmation from someone who yeah. said something to affirm you and keep going, yes. you know, cheering you on. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Quest Catholic Radio. 
and Erica and Ray Boland and their extraordinary story of the power of prayer. Um, you can uh, contribute to our uh, Quest Spring Pledge Drive. You can uh, call uh, 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or you can go online, thequestatlanta.com, or download the Quest, um, the Quest Atlanta app. Um, Deacon Jerry, can I just jump in here please. real quick? I just want there's a few people I want to thank because we've been getting some good donations in while your uh, uh, story has been going on here. Uh, but Ray from Johns Creek, and that's in honor of uh, uh, Matt, Jack, and uh, Matt and Jack and Jerry and Sally. Uh, so we thank you very much for that. Uh, Dorothea from Alpharetta. Thanks, Dorothea. Yeah. Uh, thank you. In honor of uh, Erica, Ray, Sally, and Jerry. And then uh, uh, Elise from Sewanee, in honor of Ray and Erica. And also uh, the Cameron family. Oh, oh Cameron. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. And that's in honor of uh, Deacon that's Leo cool. in the morning and also uh, Deacon uh, Jerry and Sally from Johns Creek. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And also, I, 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 we've got like less than 15 minutes left here in this hour, but we've got a matching gift of up to $4,000. So anything you donate is going to be doubled. Okay, so get in on that while you can uh, at, at 404 or 470-508-1160 or log on to thequestatlanta.com. So, so um, just listening to, again, this perseverance and this strength, I mean, and by the way, that was a seven-month period, if I recall right, that you were waiting for surgery that you needed on day one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Seven months. Yeah. Yes. Right? So, the agony there and... And the, and, and the uncertainty, too, because he could have a heart attack. Exactly, along yeah. the way. Mm -hmm which caused the whole problem in the first place. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, so this whole, I mean, it's almost like you feel there are just glimpses of, of God's hand in this, the master physician. It's just mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, so um, I guess what's, what's sustaining you? You know, you're talking about the, the power of prayer, and, you know, you have a journey yet to go, mm -hmm. um, um, even though it, it wouldn't appear to be, you know, Ray. But but what's I mean? How would you, the power of prayer in your prayer life? I mean, just tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, when I used to when I used to own the bakery, um, I used to always be envious of women who would come in for Bible study or <laughs> like, gosh, I wish I had that time, you know. And the crazy thing now, I have this amazing amount of time, even though like I am doing a lot of therapy with Ray. My day is basically Ray's caregiver. Um, but I have a lot of downtime, and I am praying all the time, um, from morning until night. Um, I think I think people kind of think it's funny. I have cards around the house with the different quotes that keep. In the very beginning, when this happened, I even wrote on all different mirrors through the house um, different quotes throughout the Bible to, to sustain me. Um, I pray in the morning, I pray all day long, even while Ray's doing therapy, I pray, oh, please, Holy Spirit, let him get the answer. Holy Spirit, please help him. Because <laughs> I know with Ray, he's, it's so, it's such a struggle for him, and he's fighting to get back to normal, and he does get angry, and he does verbalize his anger, but it's not at me, it's at himself. And when it's going on, I, I'm the Holy Spirit is somebody I lean on the most. Um, 
Erica, you you mentioned, sorry to, um, but it, it, this is pertinent to, you also mentioned when this first happened, it was one of your children. Um, oh, yeah, both and, and, kids, and, yeah. and they, they kind of heard a, a woman's voice on this. Yeah, Tell us my, about that. Okay, so when Ray had the heart attack, it was November 1st, All Saints Day. How can anything bad happen on All Saints Day? I don't know. Maybe that was a sign, too. I don't know. But my son, um, when it was happening, um, and the paramedics were in our bedroom, bathroom, helping Ray, uh, my son was just just so upset. He ran into the um, the main floor of our house. There's a, a screened-in uh, deck, and he was in there praying as hard as he could. And he said that he heard a voice, a woman's voice, say, um, "Don't worry, he's going to be okay. It's just going to take." A long time mm -hmm. and at that time Raymond didn't know what that meant because what Raymond thought was well my dad had a heart attack we'll probably take him to um, Emory probably put a couple stints in him and he'll be home and my daughter I don't remember when my daughter said that she heard the exact same thing um, someone had met during adoration or I don't remember where Evan said she heard it but she heard another she heard the Holy Spirit say to her, he will be okay. It's just going to take a long time. And then her and I have talked about it, too, about, you know, why, 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 you know, and why isn't, it, why isn't God healing him now? And I remember my daughter saying, you know what, Mom, it's a miracle, and it's going to have to let people see it for a long time for them to believe. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why it's taking a while. Wisdom of youth, huh? She's, but I've also my heard very smart. I also <laughs> much smarter than me. <laughs> she is. She's got a big heart. But I also heard. Um, I, t I was talking to our priest at at, our, at my church about it, and I said, you know, Father Matthew, I, I just I don't understand this. This is just so hard. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And he said, um, this was the hardest, he said, you know, God, I mean, God wants us to be happy, but more than anything, he wants us to be a saint. And he said, Erica, your, your heart is growing bigger. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not asking to be a saint, and I don't know if my heart's growing bigger. But I do remember reading, isn't St. Augustine said that God doesn't always answer our prayer right away, but, it, but what he does do is make our heart grow bigger during the process if he doesn't answer your prayer right away exactly mm -hmm. and the whole being a saint is essentially saying to be have full communion with god forever mm -hmm. and i think that is um and that is often how we have to put our human suffering into context that this is not it this is not the end and that hopefully that suffering will prepare us for that full communion of joy forever which is a really long time. Sally, you had something? Uh, well, I was actually thinking, so there you have um, your children talking to you what they heard in the spirit, right? Yeah. And, and so that's an awesome thing uh, that you've held on to, and that was an encouragement. Oh. And then you were telling me how you used to think that God didn't speak. I yes. can't hear him. I yes. can't hear him. Um, and then you would, now you hear him speak to you through other people. All day long. All day long. All day long. And then I just wanted to say, because I think that the Lord likes to just give us pleasant reminders that this is such a small world. And today, I was telling a friend, oh yeah, um, we're going to be interviewing Erica and Ray Boland. And the husband of the friend said, gosh, I know that name. Was, was he in the Flight Academy? 
and Air Force. Air, Air Force. Force. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> consider the consider where that's coming from. The flight academy. Was in the Royal Air Force. Royal Air Force. Excuse me, listeners. Uh, so he was in, in the Air Force Academy, yeah. and uh, he said, "Gosh, I I know that name." Next thing we find out, he's wishing you so well because. He was a classmate. Yes. And it was, it, who yes. would have known had we not spoken up? So, you know, in the little flight same academy. Year. Yeah, same year. Absolutely. And you had mentioned that to yeah. us just the other night, in passing, just at the Air Force yeah. uh, or whatever. So, I mean, I mean, sometimes those coincidences, yeah. those God incidences yeah. are just simple ways of affirming something. Yeah. You know, yeah. that I'm here and present. I'm not mm. just, you know, ignoring or not hearing you all. So, so Tommy says hello, and he's glad you're doing well. <laughs> Tommy Schuler. <laughs> Tommy Schuler. <laughs> Tommy Schuler. That's great. So, See, so, our classes aren't like, we, it's, we're a thousand. It's not like UGA was 14,000 or whatever. It's just a thousand. So the fact that he remembered me is kind of cool. So, so we're, uh, we're coming up on the hour, unfortunately, and there's so much more sure. that we'd like to talk about. So we, we hope you come back, you know. Um, so just thank you for spending some, some time with us today and the, the pledge drive to tell others with, with um, your faith journey, the power of prayer, bolstered by uh, Catholic Radio and, and so many different sources along the way um, and uh, touching people's lives. So, um, and if you're thinking right now for our listeners that maybe you ought to give something to the quest, uh, but find all the reasons not to, we just encourage you just to please call. I mean, if you're driving, obviously be safe. Uh, just just sure. pull over right now. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. I just want to say one thing. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone's prayers. Thank you so much because <laughs> you're wonderful people and you're God's people. Thank you. Oh, um, thank you. Right, right back Praise at you <laughs> to be able to pray, to pray for you and for one another. Um, so we, we, um, we, all, we all need that help. Um, so we still have some matching funds with just a few minutes left mm -hmm. in the hour. So please call us now, 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. Or go online at thequestatlanta.com or the Quest Atlanta app. Perhaps you'd like to designate a, a donation in honor of someone. Um, that can be read on the air. Just call in and tell us, or you can go on the quest uh, Atlanta.com and do the same thing. You can click the donate button and, and designate it that way. Um, invest in the lives of others and be generous. We, we plead with you. Light up our phones. If you'd like to invest uh, in this great apostle, if you've been thinking about this, if you love the quest, call and let us know, or jump online and, and just... Um, just let us know your your generosity can't be overdone, and we thank uh, thank you for spending the hour with us, and we thank Erica and Ray Boland for again for being um, you know these this beautiful example of faith and sharing your faith story and how the Master Physician has really touched your lives in, in so many ways, and really connecting us as a community of prayer for one another. Um, so we just we just thank you, uh, we thank our listeners and all who donated today and those who who. Pray to keep the station on the air and expanding. Please keep calling and praying. We're here and we need your support to reach your financial goals, so please continue to share the quest with your friends and family. Uh, send an email or ask Facebook friends to, to tune in 
Pledge of Prayer for Quest. It's one of the ways to evangelize, which we're all called to do. Mm-hmm. Anything Absolutely. else before we yeah, close uh, the Real prayer? quick, I just want to mention, uh, we got a couple more donations. Uh, one from Mary in Johns Creek and also uh, Sonia in Decatur. We thank you very thank much. You. And I, I just want to mention real quick, too, as you were uh, mentioning that, uh, Deacon Jerry, is that like the quest if 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 you were moved by any of the story here today either this one or any of them throughout the day or if you've listened in the past maybe the past week months whatever uh think about supporting because if if it's anything that you enjoyed or anything that that connected with you or you got something out of it we do need your donations to keep this going to keep it on the air because without the donations it all just disappears it's gone seriously i mean i'm i'm not being over overly dramatic but i'm just stating a fact so uh just keep that in mind we've got just a couple minutes left for the match if you want to uh uh, donate we will double your your donation will be doubled hundred dollars is two hundred dollars and so on uh and so uh were we going to close in prayer sure okay absolutely so let's uh let's pray for what our callers have accomplished this hour uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. We, we thank you, Lord, for entering the hearts of our listeners and donors and for those who, who pray for this radio station, uh, for our, our, our guests this day and sharing their journey of faith and how you've touched their lives, um, and for your generosity in supporting Atlantic Catholic Radio, The Quest. We pray for those who are in most need of your mercy. We um, heard earlier this day on the Divine uh, Chaplet uh, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And we especially pray for those who are now experiencing the conflict of war, especially the people of Ukraine, that we that you console them and, and, and bring about peace by changing hearts and minds. Uh, and may God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're now going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO East Point, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme is The Power of Prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll get to know one of our many volunteers. Now, The Quest is a non-commercial radio station, meaning we can't sell advertising the same way commercial stations generate revenue. We do get a fair number of corporate donors that we're very thankful for, but the majority of our operating expenses come from donations from people like you. As you listen to The Quest, you may not realize the types of expenses that go into just keeping a radio station on the air. But let's talk with Carol, one of our many volunteers. Yeah, I'm Carol Tearsmith, and I've been around at the Quest since the very beginning with a lot of other people. Well, it all started in adoration. One morning in adoration, about six years ago, I heard, Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. Feed my poor. My poor. My poor. And I... I knew God was trying to say something to me, but I had no idea what it meant. And it took me over two years to discern what it was. But after many trips to the Adoration Chapel and many prayers, God made it really clear to me. And the quest was born, but not without its challenges. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is really learning to trust God. You know, God along this journey uh, has provided every step of the way. He's provided the person that's needed for every single task. 
but what's really been required is just to have faith that he's got this project and to get out of the way and to be open-minded when somebody walks through the door. What is God asking that person to do? And of course, another big challenge is monetary. The good news is the single biggest cost of the radio station is to purchase the FCC license and the tower site, the land that's built on it. And praise be to God, we uh, paid off our loan back in November. So what we have on an ongoing basis are our operating expenses. And the largest category of those expenses are our salary expenses. But because we have so many volunteers, we really only have basically two full-time people that are employees and one part-time employee. The uh, single biggest ongoing expense is our utility bill. We have a 50,000-watt station, and our monthly utility bill is $3,000. So on an annual basis, just to power the station, it's $36,000. Our rent is about $12,000 a year. And because we share space with Carmel Communications, it's much cheaper than it would be if we didn't have that shared expense with them. Wow, thank you, Carol. I think you shed a lot of light on some of the hard costs that nobody really thinks about when it comes to running a radio station. Any last thoughts? God calls all of us to evangelize. We've heard about the new evangelization. And when we all get the opportunity to meet God at the end of our life, God wants us to bring people with us. And so the quest is a great opportunity to fulfill your obligation to evangelize, whether it's volunteering here in numerous capacities or if it's donating as sharing a part of your treasure with the quest, we're able to bring souls to Christ. You can hear on the radio, we hear amazing testimonies of people whose lives have been changed. If we can invite people to listen to the quest, then their lives will be changed and drawn closer to Christ. And that's what our whole mission is all about, to help fill the seats in heaven. Thank you, Carol, for sharing your story for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160, or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com, or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the 